Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. And we are on our third message of The Missing Person, a biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to be talking about the gifts, and that is what the message is concerning spiritual gifts. And it is a concerning thing, isn't it? I mean, (laughs) I remember when I was a brand new Christian, you know, and discovering that the church I was attending at the time, Calvary Chapel, believed that the gifts of the Spirit were legitimate, and that was concerning to me. And so, and to kind of go through that journey and to study those things out, we've kind of gone through some of those things that I discovered over those first couple of years, and then coming to grips with the fact that the gifts of the Spirit are for today, and actually seeing that a little bit in my life and and in other people's lives around me. And then I get to the place where I'm a pastor, and I'm planning a church planner, and I'm I'm planning this church out here, and and we're getting going, and, and then I get this questionnaire because Calvary Chapel, though we are non-denominational, though every church is autonomous, we affiliate our pastors. And so I was going through the affiliation process to become an affiliate, Calvary Chapel affiliate pastor. And one of the questions that they asked me in that questionnaire was, what are your spiritual gifts? And I remember looking at that question going, oh boy, you know, what are my spiritual gifts? And thinking to myself, you know, isn't it kind of prideful to write something on that line, you know, to, to, well, my spiritual gifts are, you know, and then I guess maybe probably the biggest fear was, is do I have anything to write on that line? You know, and so it, it sent me into another study, I suppose, and, and, you know, I was able to put some things down, but, you know, it really made me think about it. What are my spiritual gifts and how are they operating within my life? How am I seeing those things manifested? How am I seeing them being used to edify and build up the body of Christ. And that's what the gifts are for, to build up the body of Christ so that we might be effective doing the work of the ministry, that we might be witnesses unto Jesus in Emmett, in the Treasure Valley, in Idaho, and to the uttermost parts of the world, right? Remember what's what Jesus told them, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And so, concerning to me, when I came across that question myself, and maybe concerning to you. And so we're going to be looking at that this evening. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, Paul says, again, to this very charismatic church, a church that was not lacking in any spiritual gift, he says to them, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And now, let me just get a brief survey of the room. Don't feel embarrassed or anything like that. How many of you grew up in churches where the gifts of the Holy Spirit were used on a frequent basis? Okay, we did like one. Okay, how many of you grew up in churches where the Holy Spirit gifts were not used? Not really experiencing that. Okay, how many of you have no idea what I'm talking about? Okay, all right. 
It's my goal tonight to explore what the Bible says about the spiritual gifts and kind of give an interesting explanation as to how each of these might work within our lives. And, and, and yet, again, as we go through this, we're going to see that they, there's diversities amongst these things. And so it's not necessarily going to work the same way in your life as it does in someone else's life. But someone once said this, with only the Bible you dry up, with only the Spirit you blow up, but if you have both, you grow up. And I think that's a, that's a cute little phrase. I think I grew up in churches, and maybe you can relate to this, I grew up in the churches where they never really cracked the Bible, nor did they believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so you can imagine what that produced. And, and it, it did produce exactly what you think it produced. You know, Christians, if they even were Christians, they had no idea what the Bible actually said or, or who God really was. And, and so you had apathy, you had ignorance, and you had a mess. And so... Hopefully we're going to be able to help with some of those things for people who grew up like I did. And it's my, my desire as a church, you know, and we're just going, you know, as we, on Sunday mornings and usually on, on Thursday nights, we're just going through the Bible verse by verse. You know, and, and my hope would be by the Spirit of God working in the hearts of the people manifesting the gifts of the Spirit in the people, that the Word as it comes, Spirit breathed, you know, that's what the Bible says about itself, is that it is God-breathed, would begin to mature the believers so they might be effective and grow up in the ministry. And so Paul says concerning, I don't know, you'll notice this in your Bible, concerning spiritual gifts, and that word gifts is probably italicized in like in a different, maybe a different gray scale or something like that. What does that mean? When you come across that in your Bible, what does it mean when you find a word that is italicized like that or maybe a lighter color? It means that it wasn't in the original Greek. And so they add it for clarification. And so what does this really say? It doesn't use the word spiritual gifts in the Greek. What it uses is just the word spirituals. And Pneumaticos is the is the you know my butchering of the Greek literally just means spirituals and things pertaining to the spirit is what that means and so we're not specifically talking about spiritual gifts although that he does use the word charis which is the Greek word gifts a couple of times in this passage but when he talks about this he doesn't say spiritual gifts he just says spiritual spiritual things or things pertaining to the spirit is what that means and he says verse two. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Again, you have to remember that the majority of the church in Corinth was Gentile. They were Greeks or Romans. And they worshipped idols, which is dumb to worship idols. To bow down before a statue of any kind, to pray to a statue, to think that there's something behind the statue that you're praying to. He's saying that's dumb. Oh, no, he's not saying that, actually. He's saying they don't speak, you know, and, and statues don't speak, do they? You know, you can't pray to something, but he's basically saying that was a dumb thing to do by speaking to those because they can't speak, and they definitely don't speak for God. And so he says, therefore, I made no, make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, this doesn't mean that people can't utter the phrase, Jesus is Lord, if they don't have the Spirit of God in them. What it means is nobody with the Spirit of God on them is going to curse Jesus. It's, that's not something that's going to come from, from Jesus. And, and nobody can 
say in their heart and mean it that Jesus is Lord, except that the Holy Spirit reveals that to them. And, and you remember that when Peter was with Jesus and he says, who do you say that I am? And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, th- and then remember what Jesus said to him. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Holy Spirit has revealed this to you. So the Holy Spirit revealed that to Peter. Now, that was one moment. The next moment, Peter said, oh, no, you're not going to go be crucified. And then Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. So <laughs> one second, Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next second, you know, get behind me, Satan. As Christians, from the time of Pentecost, the Spirit never departs us. And, and so that's kind of a beautiful thing. But that was, that was Matthew chapter 16 when, when that happened. But nobody's going to say that Jesus is cursed except you know, or by the Holy Spirit, but nobody can say Jesus is Lord. Nobody can say Jesus is Lord and mean it unless the Spirit of God is in them. And, and so notice what Paul does here, verse 4. He says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. What Paul is saying here is, is there's a difference between gifts that come to each Christian. And they all come by the same God, by the same Lord, by the same Spirit. And, and again, that's kind of a reference to the Trinity there. You know, usually when we say God, we mean the Father. When we say Lord, we mean Jesus. And when we say the Spirit, we mean the Holy Spirit. And so he's saying that they're all manifesting these gifts. Now, not everybody's going to have the same gift or gifts. And even if they do have the same spiritual gift, it may operate very differently. Not everybody's going to have the same ministry. But even if they do have the same ministry, it's going to look very different from one person to the next. And not everyone will do the same activity, yet even the activities that the Spirit produces in us may be different you know, from one person to the next. And, and so that's what he's kind of trying to say. Now the reason that he gets into this, and the reason he even says this, is because in the Greek culture, they had Dionysius, they had Hermes, they had all these different gods and goddesses that they worshipped, Diana and Escapuleus, and you know, there's a myriad of them. And in the Pantheon, if you wanted to party and drink and booze it up, you might worship Bacchus. Or if you wanted money, then you'd worship mammon. Or if you wanted sex, then you'd worship Diana. And so whatever you were into or whatever you felt like your need was, if you wanted a good family, you'd worship Hera. And so all these different gods and goddesses represented a different thing that you might want to have in your life or a different gifting that that god would provide to you. And so a lot of Romans would worship all of the gods, but usually they would be loyal to one or the other. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.